Hello and welcome to this episode of Coaching Chaos. I am Shari Reynolds. Thank you so much for joining me. It's a direct correlation between the time that I started this podcast a couple of weeks ago to the trials in my life have directly gone hand in hand. I've started this podcast talking about my savior and then I have been socked in the gut and buffeted in my face with trials that are some 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 moments in my life and in my day are just overwhelming and I can't go on. And I actually didn't do a podcast the last two days because I just thought this isn't worth it. It is too awful to see what is going to happen today in my life. And then I, th- I thought, well, am I giving in? Is this exactly what Satan wants? When things get hard, just give up? So I was asked to, to, to teach this Sunday from a conference talk given by Elder Dale G. Renlund from October 2020. His, his wonderful conference talk called Do Justly, Love Mercy, and Walk Humbly Before God. Do justly, give mercy, walk humbly. If I were to ask any one of you who is listening to this, do you do this? Oh yes, I do. Absolutely, I do. I, I, I extend mercy. I love everyone around me. I'm, I'm perfectly happy to, to extend mercy and to serve in the gospel and in church and take a dinner, a meal to someone. I am fully happy to pay for someone's meal behind me in the drive-through or walk someone's groceries out from the grocery store. I'm happy to do that. I, I'm constantly doing things like that. Is that what you're saying? Is that what your view is of giving mercy, extending kindness and love and service to someone? Okay. So what about if it is hard? And I mean hard as in, no, I don't like that person. No, I don't like that family member. I am perfectly justified to not extend mercy. Okay, so does then that take away the part that you are walking walking humbly? And so in the Come Follow Me program, we're reading, we're reading right now, Mormon 7 through 9. And the question is, why are ye ashamed to take upon you the name of Christ? Hmm, I thought I had been. So as I'm reflecting this, upon this, and yet reading Elder Renlund's beautiful talk he gave, Am I really taking upon myself the name of Christ? In verses in chapter 9, verse 6, O then ye unbelieving, turn ye unto the Lord, cry mightily unto the Father in the name of Jesus, that perhaps ye may be found spotless, pure, fair, and white. Do ye suppose that ye could be happy to dwell with that holy being? When your souls are racked with the consciousness of guilt that ye have ever abused his laws. So his laws, covenants, commandments, how about loving one another? That is a commandment. As I have loved you, love one another. 
In verse 5 it says, For behold, when ye shall be brought to see your nakedness before God, and also the glory of God, and the holiness of Jesus Christ, it will be a kindle, unquenchable fire upon you. And all of a sudden, all of the people that you have held a grudge or wrongly accused or did not deal justly or did not extend mercy, they will flash before your eyes. They will flash before my eyes. So I am scrubbing my soul. Who do I need to extend mercy to? Who do I need to walk humbly with God? But before I can do that, I, I must forgive and extend myself with love and kindness. So it's easy to do that with those that we like. Those who are kind to us. But if I don't get along with that person, if I don't speak to that family member, or they did something wrong to me 20 years ago, I am not talking about them in this story. I am perfectly justified to treat them the way that I do because of what they've done to me. Or because of how they've treated other members of my family. I'm going to withhold my love and my mercy because of X, fill in the blank. So I'm thinking about this today. Is there someone that I work with? Probably. Someone that I just, I, I slap my forehead and shake my head in frustration and disgust and anguish and I just, ugh. Someone somewhere in my life, a neighbor? Am I dealing justly? So in verse 6, it says, Oh, then ye unbelieving, turn ye unto the Lord, cry mightily unto the Father in the name of Jesus, that perhaps ye may be found spotless, pure, fair, and white. So it starts out with, Oh, then ye unbelieving, but I am a believer. Wait a minute, hold on. I am a believer. I do believe in Jesus Christ. I go to church, I have my temple recommend. I've passed off all my questions that qualify me to enter into the temple. But there's this niggle in my heart as I read these verses and as I read this talk by Elder Renland, am I fully scrubbed clean, spotless, pure, fair, and white? Elder Renland asks in his conference talk, am I doing enough? What else should I be doing? Or how can I, as a fall, flawed person, qualify to dwell with God in a state of never-ending happiness? So my mom has talked about times, my mom who is not active in the church and has a, a, a major struggle with a testimony, and she struggles mostly with, with people who claim to be believers of Jesus Christ, but then out of the other side of the mouth, they say, except for how I'm going to treat that person. I'm going to withhold love. I'm going to hold on to this grudge. I'm going to let whatever it is fester within my heart. I'm going, I'm going to keep my children from their children. I am not going to speak to them. I'm going to cause division and derision. And yet I believe in Christ. That doesn't go together. He says, Elder Renlund says, as followers of Jesus Christ and as Latter-day Saints, we strive and are encouraged to strive to do better and be better. And if we turn our hearts to God, salvation from spiritual death is available to all through the atonement of Jesus Christ. 
by obedience to the laws. He says we can be redeemed from sin to stand clean and pure before God. So we cannot sit on the couch of your mother and tell her that you did your ministering, you are fulfilling your calling, you are serving at your child's school, and uh, you are taking meals to someone who is sick or just had surgery, or you are filled with testimony, but then asked about someone within your family or someone in your neighborhood or a former friend and you say, well, what about this person? Oh, well, I'm perfectly justified to treat them that way. Is that extending mercy? Is that being a true believer of Jesus Christ? So if if our Savior asked us to let go from holding on to those grudges, there's no other word for it, would you be so bold as to do so? That is where the verse, are ye ashamed to take upon the name of Jesus Christ comes to my mind. That you have kept love from someone else because you are angry. Now, there are extenuating circumstances of abuse, absolutely, where you cannot go and be around that person because of circumstances that are beyond that are, that, are, that are required of you. But there are just so many misgivings, so many misunderstandings, so much simple and pure and precious love withheld from one another because of simple crimes of the heart and of the spirit. In Micah 6, 8, he hath showed thee, O man, what is good and what doth the Lord require of thee, but to do justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with thy God. And in Alma 41, 14, therefore, my son, see that you are merciful unto your brethren, deal justly, judge righteously and do good continually. And if ye do all these things, then shall ye receive your reward. In Doctrine and Covenants 11.12 And now, verily, verily, I say unto you, put your trust in that spirit which leadeth to do good, yea, to do justly, to walk humbly, to judge righteously, and this is my spirit. So, Elder Renlund says that those are three interconnecting elements that in order for us to go back and stand in the presence of our Father in Heaven, we must judge, we must do justly act honorably with God and with other people. We act honorably with God by walking humbly with Him. To do justly means that we walk with God and with other people. We act honorably with God by walking humbly with Him. That means we may not walk with Him in a physical sense, but we are walking with Him when we are extending mercy and doing justly and loving one another as He has commanded. The first and great commandments, love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind and to love thy neighbor as thyself. We can ask our Father in heaven for help. This is a difficult thing. It is 
harder to say, I will forgive, than it is to look at our Father in Heaven in His face. We would, we would rather, we would rather hold on to those grudges and 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 withhold forgiveness from someone. than to go to our Father in Heaven and say, I did it. I have forgiven. We would rather hold on to grudges. I am just going through my thought process here. If we are not ashamed to take upon the name of Christ, why is it so difficult? Oh, but I'm a believer of Christ. I am not ashamed. If someone pointed a gun at me and said, deny Christ, I would never deny Christ. I will. I, I don't care. I will be shot down. That's fine. Because I will never deny Christ, but he's asking us to do something so simple. It is actually harder for us to do that. You'd rather take a bullet than to forgive and let go of a grudge. That's what I'm trying to say. A just person chooses to to obey the commandments of God. So if he asks us to not only do justly and walk humbly with God, we also learn to love mercy in just the same way that Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ do. In in Leviticus 19.18, Thou shalt not avenge nor bear any grudge against the children of thy people, but thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. I am the Lord. So I, I actually know people in my life that have sat in church while their mother was in the hospital, having been told they need to come to the hospital right away because she is dying. And they refused because they were upset with her. They didn't like her. She deserves to die. I actually know people who have sat in church knowing that their mother was on their, their last day, their last hour of this existence of this lifetime, and they refused to go to her bedside. I actually know people who have sat and claimed that they love the Savior and they have sent their children on missions, but if they were asked to forgive their sister or forgive their brother, oh, but I I am not going to do that. I actually know people who have said, I am not allowing my children to go and be with their aunt or be with their grandma because I'm mad at them because they offended me 15 years ago. But yet, they go to church. That's what mind boggles my mom. I don't understand that. They say that they are active and they are church goers and believers and and do-gooders. But if they are asked to withhold a grudge and, and extend forgiveness, they cannot do that. But they are believers and they are not ashamed to take upon the name of Christ but but are we really not ashamed I am really questioning this within myself I'm going through every single person in my life who can I extend mercy who can I forgive to be Christ like a person does justly behaving honorably with both God and other people a just person is civil in words and action and recognizes that differences in outlook or belief These people will not have a mind to injure one another, but to live peaceably with one another. 
To be Christ-like, a person loves mercy. People who love mercy are not judgmental. They manifest compassion for others, especially for those who are less fortunate. They are gracious. These individuals treat everyone with love and understanding regardless of characteristics. Of course, such as race, gender, religious affiliation, sexual orientation, socioeconomic status. To be Christ-like, a person chooses to walk with God humbly and seeks to please Him and keep commandments and covenants with Him. And that means extending mercy, letting go of grudges and hatefulness, to love one another, to love one another. That means the person that is most difficult. And to never forget what Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ have done for us. Again, am I doing enough? What else should I be doing? Heavenly Father will show you through His Spirit what needs to be corrected. And so I am asking myself these questions and what do I need to correct? I definitely need to forgive better. I definitely need to love bigger. I I definitely need to extend mercy in a greater degree. Because one day, I will be brought to see my nakedness before God, as it says in verse 5, and the glory of God and the holiness of Jesus Christ, it will kindle a flame of unquenchable fire upon me. Ooh, yikes. In Mormon 9, verse 21, Behold, I say unto you, that whoso believeth in Christ, doubting nothing whatsoever, he shall ask the Father in the name of Christ, it shall be granted him. If if I am needing help with these things, to clear every corner and every inch of my soul of wickedness, he will show me. He will, have, he will bless me with eyes to see. And now behold, who can stand against the works of the Lord? Who can deny his sayings? Who will rise up against the almighty power of the Lord? Who will despise the works of the Lord? Who will despise the children of Christ? Behold, all ye who are the despisers of the works of the Lord, for ye shall wonder and perish. Okay, so then become true believers of Christ. Take on his name fully with joyfulness and gladness. Despise not and wonder not, but hearken unto the words of the Lord and ask in the Father in the name of Jesus for what things you stand in need of. I need help. I need help to be able to do this. I need help to be able to swallow my pride. I need opportunities to extend forgiveness. And if if someone does not apologize to me, that is out of my control and it's none of my business, but I have done my sincere part. There are people in our lives that we will never receive an apology from. So then we withhold love and kindness no it is required of us to pray for them
He asks us to be wise in the days of our probation and strip ourselves of all uncleanness and ask not that it ye may be consumed, that ye may consume it on your lust, but ask with a firmness unshaken that ye will yield to no temptation. And that's in verse 28. Be true to the living God. See that ye are not baptized unworthily. See that ye are not partakers of the sacrament unworthily. But see that ye do all things in worthiness. All things in worthiness. See that ye do not enter into the temple unworthy. But the first second that that person, that person's name that you have struggled with in your life enters into your mind or enters into a conversation and the first time that you hear their name and your reaction is, oh, except for them. I'm justified in my feelings towards them. That is the exact person that we are to extend mercy and to do justly so that we can walk humbly with God. I'm working on these things and thank you so much for being on this journey with me. that we may all stand together hand in hand with our Father in heaven, looking at him into his face and feel no shame. Thank you so much for joining me. This is Coach in Chaos. I'm Shari Reynolds. I'll see you next time.